and welcome to a very special episode of Hard Ticket to Sedaris. We got the opportunity on August 28, 2023, to record an interview with Mrs. Arlene Sedaris, wife to Andy Sedaris, and producer to many of the Lethal Ladies films. We have edited that interview into a podcast format for you, our listeners, to enjoy. We will also be releasing a video recording of this episode via YouTube soon. For now, please enjoy this peek into the films of Arlene and Andy Sedaris. Um, I'm Teresa. I'm the one that you've been talking with on the phone. This yes. this person to my left, this is Cody. Hello. <laughs> and this is Steven. This Hi. is my partner. Um, so just so right. that you're aware. It's your partners working together. That's how, How's that going? <laughs> we work well together. Yeah. I'm just the third wheel. <laughs> Co- oh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the carry-on baggage. Co- Cody actually and I, we started podcasting together um, first. We, we have some history podcasts that we work on together. And then uh, when... We we just kind of like, you know, we were thinking about it and we're like, you know what? We love all of Andy Sedaris's movies. We have to do a podcast about this because we need to bring more people into the fold of watching these films. We love them so uh, much. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was thrilled to listen to everything that you all had to say. I really was. There's much more to come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We still okay. got like most yeah. of the series left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. we're, we're very we're very excited like, to go through the rest like of them. Savage too. Beach is up next. Yeah. Savage right, Beach. So. Um, Picasso Trigger just came out last Friday, so, um, and of course we've watched the films before, but now we get another chance to yeah. revisit and kind of like really watch and and watch them carefully. Yeah. So we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're so I, excited. And I've been watching like, like just by itself, and then with the commentary, and the oh, commentary yeah. is like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's like it's like I have to pause so often just to like write stuff down. Like, oh, that's good information. We can talk about that. Yeah. So we yeah, had a lot of fun doing that, and and I and I thought we really did well because I listened to other people's commentaries, and I like ours. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. So oh, yeah. much fun. Um, and and also we have we have a copy of the book. Um, so Cody's been reading through the book as well as kind of as we go, yeah. and that's just an extra layer of fun. Yeah. So we're 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 we just love them so much. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun. Every time we watch, we just have such a great time. So, um, but yeah, we we actually we came upon them um, after Julie Strain passed away. We actually. Uh, our our roommate is a huge Ninja Turtles fan. He loves Kevin Eastman. Oh, so oh. he, you know, he's like, "Hey, did you know that Julie Strain passed away?" And um, kind of in con- like in conjunction with that, we found out about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And he actually works at a used media store, yeah. so he had the Blu-ray. Yeah. And he brought it home and we we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's watch it. But who knows? It's got Ron Moss on the cover, of course. Big picture of Ron Moss. When, when was this? Uh this was in twenty twenty. It was yeah, August 20, of twenty twenty. So so it was it had been a little bit of time before he was able to get the Blu-ray, but we saw Ron Moss on the cover. I grew up watching uh, soap operas, of course, with my mom. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I know who Ron Moss is. Let's watch <laughs> this movie. And we had such a blast. I was like, I literally can't believe that this movie is happening right now. <laughs> it's so much fun. That, that's why I grabbed it in the first place was because the cover is the the actual poster. So it's like the cover of the Blu-ray is the poster. 
right? So I was like, uh, there's so much happening in the poster. I was like, we got to watch this thing. <laughs> Look at this. What is even happening? We yeah. got to see what's going on. And then and later on, uh, probably about five or six months later, we actually uh, had Cody watch it. Also, Cody's favorite actors, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. And so we're like, you've got to watch this movie. You've got to. And since then, Andy has become a personal hero of Cody's. Like, oh. truly. Yeah. He loves those movies so much. It's, I, I think I said it like on the first one. It's like he's like the confluence of three things. Because I, I love action movies, I love sports, and I love beautiful women. So it's like it's like the, it's like the confluence of it's like everything. I'm just like oh. you would have loved meeting him. Oh yes, I, I absolutely would have. He seems like such a fun, uh, exuberant person with yeah. such a big positive personality. Yeah. Absolutely, Can absolutely. I, can I ask really how was. you? I always said you... he was the most original person I've ever known. Really? You know, there was just, his sense of humor was just hysterical. <laughs> you know, just funny and irreverent and. Yeah, you can see oh, it. you can see it in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Can I ask how the two of you met? Yeah, sure. Um, I was I was working on a show in New York that was, but I don't know if any of you ever heard of it. It was uh, in the early. 60, in the 60s, yeah. And it was uh, the Les Crane show. It was at nighttime, 11.30. And there were two girls who worked with me who had worked at ABC Sports. And they knew Andy. Uh -huh. And one day I was coming back from lunch and, and uh, he was standing at the switchboard. You don't even know what a switchboard is. Anyway. Got one right here. Right. <laughs> Sue, Sue, Sue was, was the switchboard operator. And Andy was standing there. We were introduced. And really, neither one of us remembered it. But then the entire show moved to Los Angeles and Les Crane was married, was living with, shocking to me at the time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tina Louise, and he gave a party. Now, Andy was friends with Matt Hemian, who was the director. Uh, in, uh, and so, and Andy was moving out from New York that weekend. So Matt invited him to the party and we, and we met and everybody went out to dinner together. So, and he really was after me, like, immediately. Okay, that was nice. And, and, and the two girls loved him. They were such a good friend. So in the conversation, one of the things that I said, because it was, you know, the 60s, what sign are you? And he said, <laughs> and he said, he was a Pisces. And I said, oh, you know, this isn't going to work because I was just, I just broke up with, a, with Pisces. He got me. Really nasty. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying to my girlfriends, I thought you said he was a really nice guy. I didn't change seats with me. <laughs> and about a week later, we were all at a party, uh, which was down the street from my apartment. And he walked me home, and we were walking up the stairs. I mean, he kissed me. Oh. Sure. Yeah, well, so that mm -hmm. was the beginning. Oh, <laughs> that's great. That's hilarious because you know everything comes back around. Now it's very common for folks to ask what their sign is. Very is very right? common. Oh yeah, it's way. It's, that's totally a thing again. Uh, my my uh, I I have a horror movie podcast as well. Uh, we're actually in her studio right now. She's a, a music director at a local radio station. And she is a Virgo, and I'm a Virgo, so we're always oh, sending. Oh, I have Virgo them. rising. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know Cody. Cody is feeling very left out. He's he's not in uh, in the horoscope zodiac realm at all. He's an Aries, of course. Oh. Um, and Steve Steve is a Sagittarius. So, uh, but yeah, we well, we all the time talk about that. 
Yeah, well, Andy's a Pisces, and I'm a Taurus. Oh, I'm wow. Taurus with Virgo rising. So not only am I perfect, but I expect everybody else to do it. <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's great. That's so great. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I had a couple of long drives this weekend, so I was able to hear all of your interviews or your commentary. It, it, was, it, was, it really pleased me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> made, a lot of it made me laugh because it, you're such fans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so I glad to hear guys. that. <laughs> yeah, except there are a couple of things that I, like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Ab Dixon, about his uh, association <laughs> with, um, with who, uh, uh, a great filmmaker. Uh, anyway, I knew nothing about that. And I didn't know that he died. I've been sending him birthday cards for like the past six years. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, no. And I never get any <laughs> yeah. response saying, you know, not at whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry to hear sorry. that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. You had, you had your my long diatribe about yeah. the whole Yeah. Yeah, there was so much information about him. I wish I'd known all that. I, I wonder if Andy even, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's sad to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of losses this past few years. And in fact, I'm trying to get book updated um, and that's been chore and a half. I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know if you know the whole story that um, Kevin Eastman, who was married to Julie Strain, owned a book company. You know, he owned the Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. and he owned a publishing company. And he said, um, I'll publish this book, which he did. And I was I was buying them or getting them from him, you know, so I could sell them from my side. And then he sold the company. And I, th I think I did business with that new company somewhat. And then what happened was that company sold off all of the inventory, didn't tell me. Oh, no. And now, if you want the book, you could pay $250, $350 for it online. Wow. Yes. Yeah, right. Oh so I've been working, trying to get Brian Stewart, who originally worked with Andy to create the book. Um, he's a graphic designer and, uh, you know, to update it. So we've done some of the, you know, a tribute to Andy and a tribute to Julie Strain and to Rodrigo Brigan. Bust. So, and, uh, you know, the whole streaming world, which is so different, you know, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's been, he's run into some problems just getting a paper company. Um, and then there was one company that he did some business with wouldn't publish any nudity. Oh, so yeah. he said, you know, we could we could do the book without the nudity. And then maybe that would encourage people to stream the films and buy yeah. some of the merchandise. Anyway, it's been at a standstill while. I don't I don't know now what anyway, that's Oh wow. Yeah. What a saga. <laughs> I know. I was so much has changed these past several years with the streaming. Sure. Oh, oh, and the theft. It's oh, just, yeah. yeah. It's uh, very standard. easy to steal stuff now these days. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Oh, and there was one other thing that you you said that Andy got the the, um, the, the yacht from his friend, Glenn Larson. Mm -hmm. Glenn Larson was my executive producer, or, yeah, executive producer on The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew. That's how we got it. Oh, so. wow. nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Well, there yeah. you go. 
So many, so, so many threads and connections. And... Yeah, there are, there are. In fact, you know, Glenn hired Andy to direct one of the episodes. Oh, he wow. didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, that was before we worked together. With, you know, the first film that we did, we nearly killed each other. Because oh. we, we didn't realize how competitive we were with each other. And we went through a lot. Sure. <laughs> but and then on the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew, we didn't get along very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we got we got a it, it took it it took a toll. <laughs> yeah, uh so we just have a couple of topics that we wanted to touch on. We've we've actually been keeping kind of this log of notes. We we had no idea we would ever get to talk to you. So we were just <laughs> writing down questions as, you know, as we went. We we're like, you know, if we ever get our dream interview and we actually get to talk to Arlene, we're going to ask her these questions. And then we, you know, they got kind of off the rails. So we pared them down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They went a little crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, we're not going to ask these things. <laughs> but um, we did want to ask, what do you feel like are your inspirations when you come to a creative project, whether that's a movie or when you worked in TV? What were your creative inspirations? My relationship with Andy because of his style, which was very loose, very, very loose. And he also hated computers. Um, and and he, would, he would write out his, his um, scripts longhand. Wow. But then... When we got a computer, which if, if he heard me tapping, you know, he wouldn't walk into my room. But we had an editor who he would he would talk the, the story. And and so the editor was working for a few days. And one day Andy walked into the room and said, Let me change the light. And he unplugged the somehow. And and that was before everything was saved, you know, automatically. Anyway. And so this guy says, oh, my God, Andy, what did you do? He said, oh, sorry. <laughs> so my inspiration is what you asked. My inspiration working with Andy is to be more specific. To, and, and I think it's to protect him. So Because he's a big, he was big on, uh, oh, we'll fix it in editing. And I'd say, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, in fact, Steve, Steve Bond was really funny the first film that we worked on together and and andy would do would do the scene and then he'd say okay next and and then they would see me walking up behind him <laughs> and steve would say don't move as <laughs> <laughs> i'd be saying we're gonna do that again <laughs> and he said we can fix it in it <laughs> so so my inspiration was really to um to protect him, I, I thought, you know, from himself. Maybe. <laughs> like the, um, the Andy Wranglers. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's with me. Yeah. Um, but once we got, we were on our feet, anything that he wanted to do, I got done for him. You know? So um, in that way, we well together. Sure. Except there, there was there was one incident. If you remember the, the film where there's the... Um, the uh, the underwater uh, uh, ship, of course, uh, and yeah. yeah, and and so I said, you know, we can we can use we can film this when they're doing the changeover when the tourists leave and and we can go in there and they, and he'd say no 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 and then Howard Wexler was the DP and Howard said 
I can convince him. I said, I fight. <laughs> <laughs> and so and we did get it done. And of course, then when, you know, when anybody said, oh, that's such a great scene. And he'd say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> Um, I we noticed a lot from the commentary and in some of the books that Andy really liked to borrow and use um, other other folks's like cars and and houses and things like that locations. So it, would you say that he was interested in that? Was he was he trying to feature his friends or was he at the end of the day trying to keep a, a low budget? Low budget. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, no, no, no. He wasn't trying to please his friends or, you know, nothing like that. No, no, no. It was just about, he would do things that he would, he would say, would you like to be in a film? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me use your Bentley. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's that's wow, great. That's, great. That. Yeah. that's good to know. That's good to know. We did wonder that. There's so many beautiful cars and amazing houses. And we, you know, we're always curious how, how is it possible that he could afford all of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> nope. His borrowed. charm. You know, <laughs> yes. he really was. People like to please him and, yeah. and be his friend. And you know, he was a good friend. Yeah. He was, oh, he was so much fun to have. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really seems like uh, he he would form these sort of long lasting relationships. It's not often that you see a filmmaker, especially a director who can go through a series of films that aren't like huge budget films. You know, we're not talking about like Marvel films where he can keep the same cadre of actors, not even necessarily playing the same characters, but use them over and over and over again. And it just seems like you are having so much fun on the sets of these movies. We did. We did have fun. I mean, you know, it, it was hard. You know, it really was very, very hard. But we enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't know, you know, the first film really didn't know. And we had our house up as collateral. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, it got done. We, we, we did fine tune the steps as we went along. And, and a really better um, but we were always fair to people. Um, we never took advantage of people. You know, people always asked about women and the nudity. And, you know, and we were so clear about that, that everything was in the script. And there was no such thing as, oh, would you do this? No, yeah. not, it was all straightforward. So yeah. in fact, we had one incident. Um, an agent of ours wanted to bring some people set some buyers and I said that's okay um but they could not view the, the scenes with nudity and they were they were shocked that I, I told them to leave but, but that was that was the rule have any you know civious stuff going yeah, sure so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was really proud to be very protective of the of the women yeah, and and I think that that absolutely comes through in the movies. That's something that I mentioned, um, actually, I think during our Malibu Express episode, is that something that you can say about these films is like, sure, there's nudity, there are sex scenes, but one thing that I think that is very obvious to me is that 
it's very woman forward. You know, the women are the ones who are they're they're fighting. They're the great agents. They can actually shoot things. The yeah. men are the ones who can't shoot. You know, <laughs> so their targets, or they need a bazooka to hit them right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I love that because I feel like that's something that you don't get a lot of when it comes to an action film, especially now. And especially for a lot of those movies that happened in the 80s, you know, the women were kind of sidebars. They were the attache. They weren't the agents. They weren't the ones who were out there kicking ass, you know. They were the damsel in distress. Yeah, Yeah. and and the ladies in these films are not at all. And I love that so much. I feel like that's such a... um, an interesting and special thing that these movie that these movies capture. Good, and of course now all the scandals of the eighties. Of course, yeah. and all of that, and you know none of that. But there were if, in some of the interviews where where it might have been Roberta who came up to the house because we would interview the girls at our house. And so, and it was through Playboy, but still, you know, you never know if you're going to somebody's house to have an interview. Yeah. Oh, that there's going to be in the pool. And so she said, she, you know, knocks on the door. Here's this guy, opens up the door. His, you know, his shirt is open to the waist. <laughs> He's got, you know, the, the jewelry in those days, right? And she said, she, it was, she, Taking it back for a moment, and then I come fucking up. So she, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, um, are there are there any ideas that you had for movies that you kind of had in your pocket after Return to Savage Beach that never came to fruition? Yeah, he wrote another script, um, a Battle Zone Hawaii, um, but you know it was a first draft, and so without. You know, the completion of the script and so many things have changed mm. you know even I, I've had a number of offers to do remakes but you look at the films and you think about technology and communication and how different it is oh I, you know I don't, I don't and of course a lot of people who want to redo or do more movies really don't get the joke and they yeah. want to do more graphic sex and that's absolutely not going to happen or right. drugs and so, so, yeah, and then of course the the the, the fait accompli is when they get to the down to the nitty gritty, they'll say, and you'll guarantee completion. And I say, if I'm going to guarantee completion, what do I need you for? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to. I'm sure. not in a financial position to do that now. Yeah, it, it's like it, there's a certain like charm to those movies that like I don't know if. Like, like, if it made them today, they'd try to make them, like, dark and gritty, and it's like, yeah. that wouldn't... It's yeah, like, it wouldn't right. fit. Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. like, these movies are too fun for that. Yeah, yeah I don't think... Yeah. It, it would definitely not have the same charm, and it, yeah. would, it would probably take away from it. Yeah, from exactly, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a naivete a little bit, you know, like, on purpose. It's... It, you have these love stories and you have these action sequences, but it's a little naive, and that's what makes it so great and so much fun, because... There were more hardcore 80s movies. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but RoboCops, any Steven Seagal film of the 80s, you know, those are more hardcore. These are great because they're very, uh, very nice. They're very straightforward. You've got these evil villains, but really straightforward stories without without all of the messiness. Yeah. Yeah. And we never took ourselves too seriously. 
you know, then that shows we are not, you know, we're not serious people. No, and that's a fantastic thing that you that you did not take yourselves too seriously because that is I think at the heart what I immediately was drawn to when I watched these you know when I watched Hard Ticket the very first time I'm like this is clearly a group of people who know exactly what they're making yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> yeah I felt like like I, I work with uh, me and my cousin used to make like backyard shot films and stuff and that's that's what it kind of reminds me of like these like you know, yeah. lower budget, like almost backyard shot, but like with a bigger budget, obviously better cameras and stuff <laughs> like that, better actors. But yeah, it, it reminded me of that, and that's what really, you know, it was endearing. Yeah, endearing to me. Yeah. 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 I feel like I like a lot of like, especially like the high, like the massive budget stuff, like in the studios. It's like those movies, like you could tell, it's like oh, they, this is this is like no soul to this movie. Yeah. Like all the fun is sucked out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's refreshing to see a m- movies like this. It's every time we watch them, we're like, this, this is, this is a movie. <laughs> this is a good movie. <laughs> I feel you, better afterwards. <laughs> you can, you can tell when a movie has the really high aspirations, but they've taken themselves way too seriously, and then that movie fails. You can totally tell. And there, there's a another another director. I won't mention names, but he makes a he did like you know, his own financing of action movies. And they are exactly in that vein where he took it very seriously, had no fun, and it totally translates in the end, in the end product. And your movies are not like that at all. You can absolutely feel every ounce of fun in those movies, (laughs) (laughs) even though they were hard work and, and clearly had a huge production value. They're still so much fun, and I feel like we can we we get that every time we watch them, and we every time we show them to somebody else, they're like, "Wow, this looks like so much fun to yeah. be a part of." Yeah. We've often joked, you know, what what would you do if you had one day where where you could pick one day to be anywhere in time, and we're like, we would be on the set of an Andy Sedaris movie, <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be a fly on the wall. Yes, yes. He was also incredibly inventive. We there was one incident where. We, Savage Beach, where you know the girls are in a storm and the plane, the Cessna that they're flying, and they have to crash land. So we had Andy had offices um, in Down Street, and so we're there. And on the same floor, there was a, a a luggage manufacturer, but his wife worked for a, a, a special effects. And she said, come and see us because we'd love to work with you and we'd love to help you do this, you know, this fresh landing and and all that stuff. And the storm, the plane and the storm. So we set the meeting and we go in there at nine o'clock in the morning and there's a buffet table, pastries. (laughs) And Andy and I looked at each other right there and said, that's not for us. (laughs) (laughs) Right then we knew this was going to be. And so what we... What he came up with was there were these people who were actually this couple. They were rocket scientists, and they were they they had um, remote controlled model airplanes were their were their hobby, and and that was the plane that we used. Which, if if you saw the extras, you you made you may have already seen the the year because they. It was huge. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, I don't know, 15 feet wide and model dolls representing the two women who were the flyers. Everything, they were fantastic. 
it was so we used that in a studio with a hose for the rain <laughs> and and then there and, and a and a pool rubber raft kind of thing where the plane could crash land <laughs> that's how we did it awesome. that plane was like the greatest artwork ever and it was hanging in my living room 30 years. Yeah, I think and, it was in one of the movies. We actually, yeah. one of the movies, there, but, you could see it in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we it, we and, did wonder. <laughs> and about a month ago, it crashed. Oh, no. Oh, 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 it's, oh it, it's, and it's still, I'm, I'm, you know, going through the world trying to find somebody to come and help me to repair it. I have oh. pictures of before and after. Oh, no. And it, it's, because it killed me to see that. It was hanging by, originally it was hanging with um, chain, chain link. And I didn't like the way it looked because it looked like it was phony. So these two people came one Christmas. It's on one of the, the uh, extras. I don't remember which film. But they came dressed in Santa Claus clothes. And they they re-hung it <laughs> with piano wire. And it, it was hanging for, has to be 25 years. Oh. But the piano wire slid. Oh no! Oh, that's that's and it's heartbreaking. Pretty <laughs> I'm sure it can be you know, fixed, but I'm just trying to find somebody in California, yeah. you know, Los Angeles, because you can't transport it anyway. No. It's sure. just too big. For sure, yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> anyway. oh. yeah, well, we were, that but was that was part of Andy's inventive humor. Yeah. On the other hand, what I did was, but you have you know the script supervisor and they're pretty accurate but they're not 100 percent know what is a camera <laughs> and so i was using a, you know a video camera instead of a of a uh, you know a script supervisor oh. and that perfect oh yeah to match works. you know because we went from shreveport to to a uh, molokai you know and we needed to really know that everything was going to match yeah so, that's great yeah that's a great idea that's yeah. smart that's perfect. Yeah. Speaking speaking of, uh, go ahead. As I speak of Molokai. Yeah, you know, yeah, go ahead. As I say, like, uh, so like what, like obviously, you know, these films, a lot of them in Hawaii. Like, was there a specific reason you guys picked Hawaii, or was it just like your like favorite vacation destination, or like was there like a like a like, like what was the attraction to Hawaii itself? Like, because it's all Hawaii itself is almost a character in all these movies. Yeah. So, well, Andy loved Hawaii, but liked. In, in Hawaii and the and the you know the landscape, mm. but but also the light was oh, everybody looks beautiful. <laughs> well, maybe I should go there then. <laughs> no, no, that, that'll that's solve all problems. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, that will definitely solve your problems. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The lighting there yeah. is amazing. That's yeah. true, and and you never really you know the weather is fairly consistent, so you never really have to to wait or you know reschedule. Oh yeah, yeah, it's consistent. It rains every day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there's going to be some rain and then probably some sun. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Um, the first film that we did there um, was my first independent film. And and so I said, you know, Andy, we should call the film commission. Oh, don't worry. Nobody knows about Molokai. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Okay. So we get the whole cast and crew there. And the first day we're going to shoot is on a Sunday. And so it's 7 o'clock in the morning. That's somebody knocking on our door. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It was, it was the AFL CIO. And the, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, and now, and, and the cast and the crew were waiting for the director. So, he, you know, and, and they start, we start to talk about why, he, why didn't you let us know you were coming? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, well, you can't say we thought we could avoid you. You, know, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, we uh, just forgot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. So, and now Andy is like, I gotta get out of here. So, and I say to them, you know, I'm not, I'm not intruding in the thing. I'm actually the producer. And they couldn't have cared less. They didn't want to talk to me wow. at all. But one of the people who we brought over as a friend, a friend who wanted to be in a picture, um, was was a, a lawyer friend of ours. So he came to sit down at the table. Andy left, and we were able to. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Oh, no. It's better, better story. And and the truth was, of uh, somebody I grew up with, had built. Um, uh, well, I'm going to say, he built um, all of these places where you can have dance and clubs in New York City, non-union. Oh. My friend Maurice, and he came to sit down at the table and he had them, well, we made a deal with them. That was actually the, the most, the best thing that, that ever happened because they helped us enormously uh, oh, to deal with it. But, but he had them laughing because <laughs> he, he really was a premier negotiator. Yeah, you know, just uh, anyway. So that that was that was how we formed a relationship with all of those people in in Hawaii, wow. and we kept going back, and they kept helping us, what film a... after film, up to lot. Wow, wow. Well, to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, there are a lot of recurring settings that you that you used a lot in the films, um, like the the restaurant that became Edie's, uh, Cowboys. And also that wonderful office space where you keep throwing people out the window, <laughs> movie after movie. So we kind of just wanted to know, how did you come across these these uh, locations that you ended up using over and over again? And also about that office space <laughs> where you keep throwing people out of, how did you find out about those places? Um, well, the, the exterior was in the in Valley, in Los Angeles, is it um, Warner Center, I think? And Andy had used that in, because I didn't produce uh, Malibu Express, but he used it in Malibu Express. And then we kept going back. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what about the so, restaurant where Edie's is? How did that you That was find on Molokai, and that was where we were staying. That oh. was the hotel where we stayed. Oh, wow. So, you know, and they, they were very gracious to us. And the, and the golf course. That we used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love those golf scenes. Co- Cody's a big golfer. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a. He's yeah. Said one of you said that in the commentary, and my ears like perked up, like, huh? <laughs> golf? Huh? What? Ooh, uh. Yeah, yeah. So, we, it's, so it's now like a a, a personal uh, a hope that someday I will be able to golf on that golf course. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Well, neither neither Andy nor I golf, so. <laughs> You're alone in that. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great scene either yeah, way. Yeah. You'll just have to get you a pink golf ball <laughs> and see if you can make a trick shot. Of course I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can ask. Um, and 
you you filmed sometimes in Hawaii and then you also filmed in Shreveport. Is that because of Andy's connections to Shreveport? Is that why you? Yeah, were yeah, we grew up there. Okay, and okay. you know, you know, a bit of a star, and um, yeah, and, yeah. So, and they were also very gracious to us. Things have changed there as well, um, with just the politics of movie making and and all that. I don't know if we would ever go back there. You know, if I were to do another film, probably not. Um, because the woman who was the the, the head of the film commission uh, no longer is there. I mean, hasn't been there for years. And years. So everything's, you know, sure. it's changed. Yeah. Yeah, the movie business is a very different animal now. And with the introduction of streaming and, you know, obviously the, the ongoing strikes and everything, it seems like the, the politics are a good deal a higher yeah. key than yeah. they were at one point in Absolutely. time. Things have Absolutely. kind of reached a boiling point. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Everything is, I, you know, I find myself I always talking about when, when uh, there was a time I was, I was producing a television series, which was Hardy Boys Nancy Drew, raising children and a cat, running a household. <laughs> and my husband was away three days a week. And I didn't find, I wasn't as tired at the end of the day as I am now. I sit down at my desk and just checking messages, sure. all the, and the robocalls, and then trying to get customer service. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. I, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Every, you know, every day. And I talk to a lot of people feel the same way and they think, oh, it's it's age or it's, uh, you know, it's me. No, it's everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like telling people what to do. Like. <laughs> yeah. Now that, now that is always fun. That, that is fun. I will say. That's yeah. Cody's favorite thing. Oh, yeah. Nobody's listening to me these days. So that's <laughs> My favorite thing is just tell them no. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've met you. <laughs> he's, a, he's a no man. Yep. He's a no man. Yep. What was your favorite set? Your favorite set piece? Oh, the snake. <laughs> the snake is our favorite set piece. Oh, oh my man. goodness. No, the snake. Oh, my goodness. I love that thing. And when we were doing the, the ADR, and I said, we're missing something. We need, we need a sound, the snake. We need something. And so we called the guy who created the snake. And, and I said, what would you recommend? He said, this is your lucky day. I am a snake ventriloquist. <laughs> and he came, he came to the recording studio and went, <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's great. I love that he, he just so confidently said, you know what? I'm a snake oh. ventriloquist. <laughs> what a talent to have. <laughs> that's great. And you say, well, well, how come you got into you know, creating these items? He said, I like scaring. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, a good yeah. reason. Yeah. Scaring people is always a good reason. Yeah. We, we've, yeah. Often, we've often wondered what an Andy Sedaris horror film would look like. Oh, Andy was a gentle man. <laughs> no he, horror. He was a, very, a, 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 a gentleman <laughs> and a, a gentleman. That's yeah. great. That's great. So it's like these two are horror movie people. I'm a sci-fi guy. So it's like I, I often just wonder, like, what would a sci-fi Andy Sedaris movie look like? I'm like, what, what if they went? Uh, what, if they, what if the agents went to space? 
Uh, yeah. So, but, uh, I never thought about that, but I wonder, especially <laughs> with all these theories about life in space and other. Yeah. <laughs> that would be okay. great. That would be uh, fantastic. I would love that. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, Donna and Donna and uh, anybody in space. Yeah. That would be <laughs> fantastic. I, I love that. Um, have you have you been able to keep in touch with anybody um, from the movies? Yes. Donna, I, I, and, and in fact, we did an appearance a couple of years ago, I guess, with Joe Bob Briggs in uh, Los Angeles. Because, you know, he had a couple of spare years, but he's back. Oh, yeah. Back. We love oh, yeah, show. yeah, we yeah watch it's great. Show every he's, I just we love him. I just admire him so much. <laughs> Such a smart, funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we love his show. And so, so he had an appearance in, in uh, Hollywood, and Donna and I, with him and took some you know questions and stuff like that so you no know, one i told you she moved to arizona with her husband um i guess he i don't know what number and um and, and roberta uh rodrigo passed away which you know i was in touch but yeah no at howard i just talked to Howard. um yeah about maui because we talked about setting up the um to send to all the all of our contacts to ask for donations to the food bank in Maui. Yeah. Because yeah. of our you know, relationships with so yeah, no and Ava Cadell. I I you know there are a number of people that I that I, I'm still in touch with. That's great. That's great. We we had assumed so. We thought it really seemed like a family, like a working family. And, you know, we thought that you probably were still in touch. But we actually, funny that you mentioned Joe Bob Briggs. We actually, uh, we watched, you know, when he does. Um, the Last Drive-In. The Last Drive-In now yeah. for Shudder. And we watched that when, when it's on seasonally. But we actually got to, uh, we got to see him live in Louisville. We're, we're from Ohio. We're in southwestern Ohio. So um, we got to see him in Louisville. And it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's truly great. <laughs> You know, coming to Los Angeles, which is um, not known to be conservative, and, and just the way that he presented himself, it was he was funny and just great. Yeah, yeah, we've we've seen a couple of the clips of Andy and Donna on his show way back in the day, and they're mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no, he interviewed all of us individually. And, uh, yeah, he's yeah. very generous. Oh, that's yeah. great, and, and a big fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm thinking of the snake in space. <laughs> Just, oh, that would have been a great idea. Snake being left on a on a rocket. Oh, yeah, he going to the die. International Space Station. Yeah, it didn't get, get blown get, up. Get, oh, yeah, it, it kills everybody on the on the station, and then they got to go up and take care of yes. their business. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Andy didn't like uh, uh, computers because there are so many films where the computers are really a part of the <laughs> a part of the film. <laughs> Um, so it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I was just thinking of uh, I don't know. It's one of the later the later films where they're sending they're sending messages between one another um, yeah. on the computer, and yeah. then there's like the map that they they have to oh, go to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I don't yeah. remember which one it was? But yeah, yeah. And like it's just the opening of Malibu Express is all on the computer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Ava Goodell, who you know commu communicates. Or clues to the yeah, right, 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 exactly, yeah. mm -hmm. exactly. That's funny. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I totally remember having a computer where when you turned it on, it made your ears ring. You know, it made like weird buzzing noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how you know it's working. It's frying the brain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's those waves of it. I don't know. Your brain. All those waves. Yeah. What are those waves doing to us? <laughs> I've clearly been affected by them. <laughs> Uh, the, um, I, I, this is a personal question of mine. Um, the, the house that you often see in the movies, uh, uh, folks will park a car in front of it. There's this two big, uh, wooden doors. I had to ask, was that your house that yeah. you're filming in? Yeah. Wow. That's the house that, that we put up as collateral. Wow. It's it's a beautiful home, yeah. um, but you know it's iconic because you, it's it's very um, recognizable, especially those big doors. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. In fact, you know, and there was a funny coincidence um, when we first when we built the house and moved in, and my parents my parents were still in Brooklyn, and so uh, they hadn't yet. Well, they came to visit, and then my father went. Uh, my mother and father went back home, and my father in a hardware his hardware store and somebody came in and said oh i just i just went to los angeles and we took a tour around and there's so many beautiful houses i saw this one house these big wooden doors my dad said it's my daughter's house <laughs> so proud of it is unusual yeah i did i did just want to say like the yeah just just you know in summary it's like yeah these movies like they're very very special to me certainly because i think because like basically we like kind of like do this thing every sunday where we watch movies that one of the other ones haven't seen so we just kind of rotate through them and stuff and they had shown these movies to me and you know, it took us you know a while to get through all it was 12. like eight months i think to get through all 12 i thought it was longer than that but well we watched hard ticket first and that yeah, was but, a while yeah and then that. Uh, yeah but like towards the end i think the like the last like four or five we watched last year yeah yep mm-hmm. and before la- we decided the uh, podcast which that yeah. was in january yeah of this year um and you know last year was not exactly a great time for me personally i had a lot of like my mother and my grandmother got sick and so mm-hmm. like you know not really a great time for me so like watching these movies were like very therapeutic in a way almost because it's like i can finally take my mind off you know this the the you know the train wreck that was you know my life was becoming so so it's like it was like a nice little escape so like these movies like are very 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 special to me because it's like they kind of got me through a hard time in my life so yeah and so I just want to say thank you very much for t- oh. <laughs> gifting the world these things. Uh, yeah, that really touches me to, you know, to know that, that you were able to get this release from yeah. from the movies, these movies that we made so many years ago. So much fun to do. Yeah. To have people appreciate them and talk about them as you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I laughed. I was driving for, you know, a couple hours back and forth. And and listening to it and just enjoyed it so much. Oh, that oh, that, that seriously make us makes us so happy yeah. <laughs> to hear. Especially that. like you know, it's like oh, somebody's actually listening. <laughs> Wait, that's we, me. Don't leave me. That's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We you know we started we started the podcast in hopes that people would would go back and check out these films because we we were just flabbergasted that we had never i mean we're we're huge movie buffs that between the two of us we yeah. we love we love watching movies and 
Cody too. He came into the fold, and and yeah. you know we do our Sunday Sunday I movie was watching. Inducted in the cult. <laughs> yes, he was inducted <laughs> into the cult, and you know we just we were just flabbergasted that we had never heard about these movies, and so we thought. If nothing else, if even one other person gets in, you know, gets yeah. a, a copy of Girls, Guns, and G-Strings, and <laughs> they're able to watch through all twelve movies, then that the, we've done what we've came the, here to I, do. My life has had purpose. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, exactly. You know what? What happened? What happened was because I get I, I'm serious. I get 150, 200 emails a day, and I'm doing a lot of delete, 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 delete. So on my phone. It basically keeps everything that I haven't deleted, but on the desktop, it I can only see maybe 15 or 20 emails. So I had missed yours completely until last week. I found myself with a little extra time and I was going back and, and I found you. So what I'd like to do is whenever you're ready is to send me something and I'll put the, you know, your podcast in the in the newspaper in the news the monthly news that's not exactly month whatever it is that we do that and then the social media so that people get to know about you yeah and then you know, and, and share your we would love that we would love yeah, yeah appreciate, so, appreciate that yeah. Yeah, we're so glad. I really, really, truly appreciate that your phone call. I told them when you called me, I had put your number in my phone, but I was like, I need to compose myself before I call. <laughs> and I told the two of them, you called, and I almost threw my phone. I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm so glad I answered. I really am. You have been so accessible and so kind to us to give us a couple hours of your, your Monday evening. We we just truly appreciate you and all that you and Andy were able to create, and and we just love it so much and and can't thank you enough for all of oh, the time. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. After yeah. all these years, that you know, we still have a, an audience. It's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. So, we, hey, we're 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 carrying the torch. <laughs> we're you we're are. trying. We're trying. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to say thank you again for your time this evening and and for um, for reaching back out. I mean, you could have deleted my email and said, you know, to hell with it, but you didn't, and that <laughs> oh that no, means no, the world. no, no, the fact that I didn't respond it took me so long to respond. Anyway, here we are, and I've had a great time. So yeah. uh, you know, so I, I, I yes, uh, absolutely, I and we'll stay in touch. Yes, yeah, I hope absolutely. so. I hope so. Yes, thank you so much, Arlene. You. We thank really you. appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Please be sure to check out our other projects at AOP Pod Network on Twitter. Where you can find a list of all of our other projects, such as We Effed Up, a history podcast taking a look at all the times in history where we effed up. And Imperfect Men, a Rexypod reading all of the founding fathers of the United States. You can also check out Attack of the Final Girls, a horror movie podcast through a feminist lens. And The Drunken Pawn. It's a YouTube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer. We'll see you next time on Hot Ticket to the Dance.